Hello, everybody. It's another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD, and who's here with me? It's Michelle. It's always Michelle. I like how we just kind of fell into that, and it's a, it's a thing that we do. Uh, we Watch Shudder. It says it all right there in the title, right? We uh, checking out uh, new original and exclusive releases from uh, horror streaming service Shudder. If you're a horror movie fan and you're not subscribing to Shudder, uh, you're screwing up. It's six bucks a month. Get it done. They've got lots of great library content. They're putting out new, original, and exclusive stuff every week. We are not affiliated with them in any way officially. We each both pay our six bucks a month still just like everybody else. Uh, but we're also pretentious enough to think that anybody might be interested in what we thought of their movies. So uh, what are we talking about today, Michelle? We're talking about The Cellar. The Cellar is the name of that movie. So uh, as we do, I'm just going to read to you here the uh, uh, the uh, website. Wow, why couldn't I remember what the word was? <laughs> I'm going to read you the actual description of the film that you would find right on the Shutter website. So if there's anything in here that you end up thinking is spoilery, blame them. I'm just reading what's on the website. Uh, and then we'll go over our uh, spoiler-free thoughts, give you a basic summary, and then we'll go and dig in after that. So, here we go. Just not wasting any time this week. The Cellar. After Kira Woods, in parentheses, Alicia Cuthbert, after Kira Woods' daughter mysteriously vanishes in the cellar of their new house, she discovers there is an ancient and powerful entity controlling their home. She must face the ultimate evil or risk losing her family's souls forever. A Shudder original. Short, sweet, and to the point. Michelle, mm -hmm. hit us with your spoiler-free thoughts on The Cellar. Well, first off, I have an irrational fear of basements, and this movie did not help that at all. Um, Fair enough. Cellars are basically basements, but for rich people. Um, and this one has a very <laughs> creepy one. <laughs> Cellars are basements for rich people. I yes. Like um, I, I also love Alicia Cuthbert. Uh, Girl Next Door was one of my favorite movies when I was a teenager. So seeing her in a horror movie, like, oh, it's great. Um, I, without getting into spoilers, I will just say that I had a lot of fun with this movie. I thought there was a lot of really beautiful cinematography. There was a lot of really good tension building, kind of all the things that you would want in a film. Um, I will give this four skulls, uh, which is contingent on the fact that I have realized I was too nice to see for me last week, <laughs> which should have been a 3.5. Now that I'm comparing. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, this so, is a true four. <laughs> all right. So Michelle's going four skulls on the cellar. Uh, I am not. Uh, I thought this movie started out interesting. I thought it was, I was very curious about where it was going, uh, for the first 20 to 30 minutes or so. Uh, maybe even more than that, honestly. Uh, it, but the further into the movie we got, the less and less, uh, interested I became, uh, I thought it became sillier and sillier and sillier as the movie went on. Uh, and I just, uh, it didn't do anything for me, uh, at all. Uh, just, uh, this is very much one that, uh, probably is, is, it's not even really my flavor. We'll talk about more of the reasons why when we get into the spoilery section. Uh, but yeah, this one, 
This one, I, I, I like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't hate it. It just did nothing for me. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, one and a half. Uh, and so that's like a five and a half, which averages to 2.75. Now, to be clear, uh, Michelle is apparently more on the side of what most other people thought because on the Shutter website right now, the aggregate rating is four out of five skulls. So maybe I'm just, I don't know. You know, it, I have don't... things to say when we get to the spoiler area, Absolutely. which I believe we're probably at. Yeah, we're pretty much about to hit it. So uh, if you don't want to have any spoilers, if you want to go see the movie first before you come and listen to the spoilers, now's where you want to stop. All right, then, Michelle. Yes. Tell me all about why you love this movie. Let me hear it. Yeah, so I actually think we had opposite experiences um, where you were really drawn in at the beginning and were kind of curious about it, where it drew me in the more that I watched it. Interesting. Um, it felt very traditional in kind of a way, like where it was just like a haunted house and what's going on in the house. And now we're following this mystery. But I don't really mind that formula because that formula works um it does set up you know kind of understanding what's going on um i didn't think that there were a lot of like truly scary moments but i did think that it kept giving you this like sense of bigger things to come and i liked the payoff at the end when we saw what that was and i didn't really need all the like jump scares in the middle and like all that kind of stuff that you would usually find in kind of like a I know it's not a haunted house, but a, a house with bad things in it. Um, sure, sure. So I, I didn't mind the formula. And the further along it went, um, I love that ending. I love that ending a lot. So that was a big part where I was kind of oh, swaying. Like, you mean, you mean the ending yeah. where the goat person comes out of the out of the cellar and yeah. uh, tries I to... Loved it. I loved I, I don't know. I guess was trying to kill them. He didn't make a whole lot of effort, I guess, but... Uh. <laughs> it was more of the idea of being in hell and just counting for the rest of your life. Like, the goat, it was like, okay, it's, that's fine, but, like, the, I really like just, like, this long line of people counting sure, to a million. Interestingly enough, uh, also... Uh, you and I, uh, there, there is that moment towards the end of the film where they actually do make the full descent and there are those long lines of shambling people, mm -hmm. uh, in hell. Uh, I felt that sequence, uh, was in, in its own way, very reminiscent of a movie that we were just talking about, uh, off, uh, off record, uh, the sort of the ending sequences in a movie like Lucio Fulci's The Beyond, you know, mm -hmm. these really bizarre sort of hellscapes and things, uh, I, I thought that, I mean, obviously this is somebody who uh, has, has seen some things uh, and has some points of reference in, in what they were making. Um, yeah, I don't know. A anyway, uh, I, I just wanted to point that out when you were talking about mm -hmm. hellishness. Go ahead. Tell me some more about this. I want to give you more time to talk before I rip into oh, this thing. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, I think part of it is I just really love Alicia Cuthbert, and she is a, she's great. Her acting in this movie is great. Even I'm if not, you don't like the material, I love her, and she was awesome. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If I hadn't read that little summary about the movie before I turned it on, I probably wouldn't have even recognized her. <gasps> She's beautiful. How could you? She is a goddess. Um. Anyway, uh, there was one 
really big plot hole that I I had a hard time. Just one? Oh, just one that you had a hard time with. Okay. It it was huge. And it's when the teenage daughter is going into the cellar. She has a candle with her and is on the phone with her mother. And the candle flickers and she's worried about going out. I do not believe that that child would not have a flashlight app on her phone and be talking to her mom on speakerphone. Come on. Right. That child's not going (laughs) to use primitive technology. Especially when they were all using flashlights on their cell phones earlier in the film or at other points in the film. Exactly. Like, clearly your phone is not close to losing battery or, like, going dead or whatever they call it now my phone never dies it is it is a remarkable piece of technology we have computers with us everywhere we go um but like your phone's fine just use your flashlight app like who uses a candle old people this is a young spry woman and i'm very (laughs) mad about that um but the the counting throughout really i loved so much um that kind of constant pattern that then comes together at the end and there were a lot of scenes of like you'd hear something and it wasn't in focus and as it comes rolling towards the camera it's a ball and that like just like what am I hearing I can't fully tell like I thought those shots were so pretty and I don't know I just I thought it was like a very traditional formulaic movie but I enjoyed that and I have no problem with a formula that works fair enough uh, so, uh, as long as you're going to give me the go ahead cue, uh, you got anything yeah. else you want to add in here before I, before I go off on my little diatribe, like nope. I, like I, I know get, a thing or two. Get brutal. Go now, ahead. I, it's not even <laughs> honestly going to be all that brutal. This movie falls into a place, uh, it's a very specific type of movie that just doesn't work for me. Uh, and the reason it doesn't work for me is because, uh, it uses, uh, all of this imagery of like the Baphomet and pentagrams and uh, alchemical concepts and things like that. Uh, but it uses them in a way that uh, clearly like demonstrates that whoever wrote this doesn't either doesn't really understand anything about those things or does and just didn't care and wanted to use them as things that happen in the movie. Uh, like, uh, I don't know. There, anytime something gets too close to trying present to present, uh, I guess what I would call a sort of Christianized version of evil and those traditional satanic elements of pentagrams and baphomets and stuff. Uh, there's a there's a level of lameness and cheesiness that it just doesn't work for me. Also, man, uh, like. I don't know, maybe I'm just uh, a little uh, on my high horse here, but, like, Baphomets and pentagrams, really? What are we, fucking seven? Come on. Like, I, I just, there was, I, I, I thought it was all, uh, I thought it was more than formulaic. I thought it was, like, the early part of the movie, like, where they start talking about the alchemical stuff, like, I literally have a note here on my on my notes that says, ooh, creepy math, I'm with it. <laughs> like, I was I was genuinely interested in where they were going to mm-hmm. take this because those are things that I, I kind of enjoy. But, like, uh, like <laughs> the only people who still think the Baphomet was a symbol of evil are people who don't know anything at all about Baphomets. I mean, the reason it has both male and female features and the reason it's part man and part animal and the reason it talks about 
dissolving in coagulation is because it's a symbol of balance. That's the whole reason the thing exists. Uh, it has nothing to do with evil. And it, it, the only reason it has anything to do with evil and any of that context comes from this very Christianized Western perspective on it. Uh, it's been scapegoated, no pun intended, so much. <laughs> and that sort of stuff just doesn't do anything for me because I, I have no... I don't know. I, I just find it super silly, and I, I can't disconnect from that impression of it enough to just be able to understand the story or to experience the story on its own. And so, because of that, it, it just never brought me in in any way at all. Uh, there were a few things I did like because, obviously, like I, I've said, I like to go and, and, and mention things specifically that I've enjoyed. Uh, there's a couple of moments. Again, the creepy math. I thought that was, it was super interesting. Um, uh, there's that moment where she puts the black light up in the basement in the cellar and there's all those creepy faces all over the wall. I was like, whoa, what's that all about? They, like All this setup had me really going. Uh, and then I can tell you pretty much exactly where the movie started to lose me and it was a very rapid loss from that point forward is the scene uh, in the church where she's talking to the old lady who was the daughter of the... Uh, of the physicist uh, slash alchemist, and yeah, just from that point forward, I I just I was out, and, uh, and yeah, that's uh, apparently not even as as uh, as uh, vitriolic a diatribe as even I was expecting, but yeah, it just <laughs> just this 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 sort of story just doesn't work for me at all. And see, this is like the kind of movie that I do like. I like creepy houses. I like things where maybe they're demonic, maybe not. And I agree with you that it starts out like, ooh, is this going to be fresh and exciting and creepy math? Agreed. I love when a movie, a horror movie in particular, tries to get smart and scientific with stuff. And when they revealed it's just Baphomet, I was a little disappointed, but I went... Yeah. Okay, that's fine. They didn't go like the brand new route that I wanted them to. And I feel like they didn't live up to the potential of of that. I will absolutely agree with that. Um, but even so, I'm just like, well, I've seen a lot of movies and I've seen a lot of those types of movies. So maybe to somebody who isn't as familiar with all sure. of like... The oh movies sure. That they yeah, would and, enjoy this. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I I I am quick to say that. Uh, this is this is more a situation where this is just not a movie that works for me because my uh, understanding and perspectives on those concepts take me out of being able to just suspend my disbelief. Right? It's yeah. uh, it's it's not necessarily a failing of the film. It's just uh, we didn't connect uh, in any way at all. I do want to point out that one place where you and I absolutely agree, uh, uh, so much so that it's absolutely the very first note on my list of notes, it just says, I love big creepy houses. I, uh, I, I <laughs> yes. did. I, I thought they found a, a great mm -hmm. setting uh, for the film. Uh, I did think uh, uh, they maybe uh, we we could have used uh, I don't know three or four less long shots down a, a, a stairwell. I guess maybe they like if I had been more drawn into the film itself, I would have been more into the thematic recurrence of that. But I was just like, oh look, it's a long deep stairwell again. Great. <laughs> Um, well, it's supposed to only be ten <laughs> steps, but then it's then, a million. Then it's, then, then it's more steps. It steps all the way to hell. It's more, and <laughs> come on, that's the worst thing. Going up or downstairs is the worst. That I, would be my hell. I having do have to go to, up and down steps. I do have to ask you a question though, because I need mm -hmm. to know uh, yeah. how far into this movie did you figure out that they were in Europe? 
Im- well, I recognized that the entire family except her had Irish accents, so I assumed immediately when I heard them talking that they were in Europe and she was the one who had moved there. Um, I did question it. Because uh, I... <laughs> I realize it wait, to the extent that I actually have a note here early on that says, hey, wait, why is this kid got an accent, but mom doesn't? And then, <laughs> and then I finally, like, I saw the license plate when she was driving around putting up the posters uh, mm-hmm. of the missing girl, and I realized she was in a car with the steering wheel on the, the wrong side because, well, the British side. Uh, which is the wrong side, America, raw. <laughs> no, and I was like, oh, and then I have a note that says, oh, wait, are they in Europe? And I just missed this. <laughs> so, so um, you did not recognize that the dad or the teenage daughter had Irish accents. Not too? right away. No, no. And I feel okay. silly about. And once I sorted, I was like, oh, wait, they have accents too, because like a couple of those people in those early marketing meeting scenes had just normal, um, normal accents. Jesus, JD. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> wow, it's uh, it's coming out just without even trying right now. That's incredible. <laughs> but uh, no, they 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 sounded like like American people, and then it just it just never fully registered with me until embarrassingly late. That it's like, oh yeah, they're they're in Europe. Uh, that's that, that's a thing. Uh, so. I don't think they ever talk about. It's never like a plot point that's brought up about right. why she lives with her Irish family at all right, right. I didn't are, miss are, that, is, like is she is think? she stepmom or did they just meet and she happens to be american but the kids the whole family has been raised in ireland or whatever yeah. so that's why they have the accents but she does i don't know it doesn't really matter yeah. i just thought it was I, really- I was curious about it though too yeah because i mean when you do have a a family with different accents you do have to wonder did she live someplace else? And that's why the teenage daughter is saying that you don't know her anymore because she's been separated and she went back to the USA for a while. Sure. Like, what are those plot points? But as far as I could tell, they never discuss it, or at least it never becomes a huge deal. Right. Um, it does, so it does went, make me okay. wonder. It makes me wonder if maybe uh, this movie was a little longer at one point uh, and got trimmed down uh, in the editing room. Uh, which I mean, thank God, uh, I, I didn't need any more of this than I already had. But <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, overall, though, yeah, just I, oh, in a, in a, here's an, an interesting thing about it, especially is not only did it irritate uh, my personal perspectives on on certain symbolisms and whatnot, getting a, a bad rap. Uh, also, uh, dear everybody who ever writes uh, a physicist, dimensions are not places. <laughs> a, an alternate universe or an alternate reality and a dimension are not the same thing. Dimension describes reality. It's not a place you can go to. Please stop. I will never forgive that dude who wrote the intro to the Twilight Zone for talking about how we're entering a new dimension. No! Stop! It's just, it's, okay, um, it's, it's an absurd pet peeve of mine, you, and it drives me nuts. You did have a stand-up bit become part of scientific presentation, didn't you? So I feel I like sure you are did. the most qualified person to speak on oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. scientific right. things. You know, right. you are obviously, like, a true academic. Right, exactly. I, you know, you, you tell a joke uh, about how... Um, men are bad at 
giving women orgasms, but you do it in a very, very scientific way, and that makes you an expert. Yeah, it's a long story, exactly. guys. Maybe one of these days I'll explain it to you. <laughs> some of you know. Some of you have no context. That was a weird I tangent. prefer no context. No, that's why <laughs> I, I was like, hey, you're a scientist, right? And you're like, yeah, do you want to hear me explain how fruit comes or how trees come in your mouth when you eat an apple? And I'm like, yes, wow. you're a scientist. <laughs> this one's definitely getting the explicit mark on the, on the, on the podcast upload. Uh, should we just it say happens. fuck a couple it's, times just to uh, make it sure? Is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, okay, as long as she brought it up, essentially the, the gist of what happened is I wrote this dumb the joke uh, that to- was not no not stop it i wrote this joke uh that is sort of centered around a a mildly scientific idea uh and and then i read a a report about a year later about some people who did some research that demonstrated that this dumb idea i created just as a joke is actually exactly what happened uh and uh it's it's a whole thing uh, but uh, uh, anyway, we've completely lost track of the seller, which is appropriate. I kind of, I figured there wasn't much more to talk about. So I was like, let's it's, talk about your no, scientific there's really, background. There's not enough. Yeah. Well, as long as I'm going to yell and scream about how dimensions are not places. I, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well, whatever. This uh, one so was really yeah, the seller. You. I'm so sorry. I'm that, sorry. Uh, say again? Uh, I'm so sorry that you had to watch the seller. It sounds like it really upset you on no, a couple no, different it, it uh, dimensions upset, or levels. It level. didn't upset me. It just bored me. It was like, oh, That's great. Fair. Here's an hour and 45 minutes I'll never have back. Uh, but, uh, it I is mean, only 94 minutes. Well, whatever. Uh, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it. Re- regardless, I, uh, I very much... Uh, uh, I don't even know what I was. This is what this movie did to me. It okay. melted my brain. I can't even remember okay. what I was about to say right now. I'm not going <laughs> to say anything else. We've we this this has gone completely off the rails. This podcast is done. Say good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. <laughs>